My husband, Scott, keeps trying to get me to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy with him. If you're listening and you're a huge fan, I'm sorry, but I'm just not interested. I had to read J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit back in sixth grade, and I couldn't get into it then, and I just don't see being into The Lord of the Rings now. But there is a quote from The Fellowship of the Ring, one of the books in the trilogy, that has emblazoned many an Instagram bio, graphic tee, and Pinterest quote. You've probably heard it before without realizing where it came from. It goes like this. Not all who wander are lost. It's part of a much longer poem within the book, I think, but when I heard that line, not all those who wander are lost, it makes me think of mountain ranges, road trips, camping, and wide brim hats. It makes me think of adventure in the great wide open. But what about when your mind wanders, when you get distracted and lose your train of thought? Wait, what was I just doing? When your mind wanders, when you really need to be focused on something else, you know, like getting work done against a deadline, reading an important report, researching for a client, when you really need to focus, your mind wandering is not exactly all fun and adventure, right? Hey friends, and welcome to episode 84 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. And in today's episode, we're talking about focus and how to get better at it. And yes, it really is possible. Now, don't get me wrong. I am all for letting your mind wander whenever you're sparking your creativity, you're brainstorming, or you're in problem-solving mode. That's actually a pretty important part of the creative process. What I'm talking about here in this episode is not being able to stay focused when you really need to stay focused. So in today's episode, I'm talking about focus and how to get better at it. I'll touch on what it means to be intentional and deliberate. I'll dive into how you can increase your ability to focus for longer periods of time and share three simple exercises you can start doing today to flex your focus and strengthen your attention muscle. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, I totally understand that it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and write down all three of these focus flexing exercises. But don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all of the details from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 84. And if you haven't yet, I encourage you to click that subscribe button in order to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. And if you like what you hear, I would be so grateful for your review. Your reviews play such a big role in helping others find It's About Time in the search results wherever you listen to podcasts, and you might just get a shout out in a future episode like this one going out to Mama6AZ. Mama6AZ was so kind to leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes for It's About Time. 
Mama6AZ writes, it's about time. Yes. I love this. One of my very favorite podcasts. Such a great resource with relevant, practical tips on time management and living with purpose. My time is more valuable than my money at this point. I feel like Anna shares and understands my obsession with wanting every second of my life to count for something good and helpful, even time for self-care and time to do nothing. I love her voice and slight accent pronunciation and style. So important on an audio only podcast. You're doing an awesome job, Anna. Thank you so much. Keep them coming. Mama6AZ, thank you so much. Sometimes I forget that I have this Southern accent. It really comes out to play with either when I'm sleepy or when I'm visiting my family up in North Louisiana. I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. But most of all, I'm so honored to be considered one of your very favorite podcasts. I'm so glad that It's About Time has been a great resource for you. And that's all I want is for it to help you live your life just a little bit better and with a little bit more intention. Thank you so much for being a listener. I'm very grateful to have you as a fan. Thanks again. All right, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Before we start, in this episode of It's About Time, and well, all episodes of It's About Time, I'm sharing everything I know and continue to learn about time management, productivity, and how to manage the oh-so-many things on your plate. And I'm not holding anything back. The thing is, it's going to take me a long time to release all of this knowledge out into the world if I'm doing weekly episodes. And sometimes you just want to cut to the chase, right? So if you want to level up your time management now, I invite you to get a game plan. My mini course, Get a Game Plan, Three Steps to Design Your Winning Week, was created to help ambitious women like you make a personalized plan for your time and step into every week feeling calm, prepared, and ready for anything. If you'd like that, if you'd like my signature three-step process for having more clarity and living with intention, I invite you to enroll in Get a Game Plan, Three Steps to Design Your Winning Week. You can head to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash game plan, and the link is in the show notes. And in less than an hour, you can get your priorities straight, design your winning week, and set up your weekly game plan to win your week before it starts. All right. Just wanted to make sure you knew about that opportunity. Enjoy the episode. Chances are your mind wanders much more than you realize. In fact, a Harvard study found that we spend 47% of our waking hours daydreaming, aka not focusing on the thing right in front of your face. So if you're like most people, you only bring 53% of your attention to the table at any given moment. 
And the less of your attention you bring to a task, whether that's deep work, like say grant writing, drafting a contract, writing a lesson plan, or creating an event line by line, or on the flip side, shallow work, like addressing an envelope or scheduling out social media posts, the less of your attention you bring to a task, the more time it takes to complete it. In other words, when you aren't giving as much of your attention to something as possible, you're just not being efficient. And wasted time leads to missed opportunities. And those missed opportunities could look like less intentional time spent with friends and family or doing those things that matter most to you. If there's one thing that I hope you've learned as you've listened to It's About Time, it's that time management and productivity aren't about doing more faster for the sake of doing more. Instead, it's about doing the right things deliberately and with intention. Let's look at that last piece a little closer, deliberately and with intention. When you're deliberate, you focus on the task in front of you, giving as much of your attention as possible and therefore being as efficient as possible. Being intentional starts with knowing what matters most, your vision for the future, your goals for how you'll achieve that vision, and your priorities that drive your everyday activities. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, in all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. Part of being deliberate with intention involves managing distractions. Things like making sure your environment is clear of physical clutter so you aren't adding to your mental clutter, 
or using the shiny things method to capture things that pop up to interrupt us while we're trying to focus. Back in episode 44, titled Multitasking is a Lie, Five Strategies for Being More Focused Than Ever, you can pick up five new strategies for staying focused, including the shiny things method I just mentioned. But even if you're a pro at stopping distractions and interruptions in their tracks, we all still struggle with staying focused. 47%, remember? So how can we truly become more deliberate despite our natural tendency to give less than half of our attention to what's in front of us at any given moment? That, my friends, comes from strengthening your attention muscle, training your brain to focus. And just like six-pack abs don't happen after one trip to the gym, strengthening your attention muscle takes time. It's a long game, but it's oh so worth it when you put in the work. So consider me your productivity personal trainer with three attention muscle exercises that you can start doing this week. All right, exercise one, do just one thing, single task or monotask. Now, if you're raising your eyebrows at me because that sounds way too simple to actually be effective, hear me out. Doing just one thing, just one thing, is easier said than done. On average, the American knowledge worker, and that's anyone who spends time behind a computer screen, the American knowledge worker is hit with a distraction every 40 seconds. Plus, our brains desperately want to multitask because it locks us in a dopamine feedback loop that feels productive. Skip hopping around from one thing to the next makes our brains happy but it doesn't help us actually get things done. Crazy, right? So how do we get out of the skip hopping distraction loop and do just one thing at a time? Well, first we start small, very small. Grab a timer. A simple kitchen timer is best because picking up your phone to use your timer app is too tempting. Seriously, anytime I try to use my phone timer, I end up checking my email or popping over to Instagram or something without even thinking about it. So I have a little cube timer and I'll be sure to link it in the show notes, but I have a little cube timer that I like to use. So grab a timer and set it for 10 minutes. Then challenge yourself to single task or monotask by doing just one thing for those 10 minutes. And anytime you feel your mind start to wander or you catch yourself switching tabs over to something else, stop and just go back to the original task in front of you. So if you decide for 10 minutes, I'm going to write this blog post and do nothing else. And then you catch yourself switching over to check your bank account real quick, just X out of Capital One and go back to writing. No big deal. If checking your bank account really is important, write a note to yourself on a notepad, get it out of your head, and refocus on the blog post. So here's the good news. Research shows that when you repeatedly make a conscious effort to refocus on your work after your mind wanders, over time, you heighten your executive control the thinking and planning part of your brain that lives in your prefrontal cortex. Every time you refocus, 
you reinforce the habit, which gradually becomes stronger over time. You're literally strengthening your focus muscle. But just like you wouldn't walk into a gym on day one and expect yourself to immediately start squatting 300 pounds, don't expect yourself to be able to successfully monotask for an hour on your first try. Instead, start with 10 minutes and take a break. And if that goes well, consider upping it to 15 and take a break. Continue adding a little bit more time to your focus sessions day by day. And if you're working long-term to increase your focus, here's your end goal. Three 90-minute sessions a day. Scientific research on peak performance shows that our max capacity for focus is limited to three sessions of 90 minutes. And those three 90-minute sessions are best done in the morning. Anything more than those three 90-minute sessions and the law of diminishing returns start to kick in, and we're actually less productive. And keep in mind, going from using 53% of your attention to 90 or 100% of it isn't just going to happen after a single 10-minute monotasking session. It takes time and practice, just like building that six-pack at the gym. So that was exercise number one, monotask. Exercise number two is to have a mindful mealtime. Mindfulness is the practice of doing one thing deliberately, monotasking, just like we practiced in the last exercise. But when's the last time you ate a meal solo without glancing at your phone or having your laptop open. Here's your challenge. For your next meal, or one meal in the next few days, sit down and set a timer for a few minutes. Five, seven, 10, whatever. Eat your lunch and focus on each bite. The flavors, the textures, your fork, your drink. And anytime you feel your mind start to wander, Maybe you start thinking about your grocery list or that conversation you had with your coworker. Anytime you feel your mind begin to wander, bring it right back to eating. And if doing this during lunch feels daunting, try it first with a snack. You'll likely be surprised by two things. First, how frequently your mind wanders. And second, how delicious food can be when you slow down enough to really enjoy it. You can actually take any activity like folding laundry, washing dishes, brushing your teeth, and do the same thing. But focus on just that activity and bring yourself back to the task at hand whenever you feel your mind begin to wander. Now, our third exercise is this, meditate. Mindfulness and meditation are two sides of the same coin. While mindfulness is something you practice as you do something else, like the mindful meal we just talked about, meditation is something you do by itself, and they have the same amazing benefits. And this is by no means an exhaustive list, but a few of my favorite benefits include increased focus, less mind-wandering, reduced cortisol levels, you know, your body's stress hormone, 
which leads to less stress and more calm. Meditation helps your brain age more slowly and can boost your test scores. I'm looking at you grad schoolers. If you lead a team, the more mindful you are, the higher your team performs. That's a serious win-win. And those are just a few of the many benefits of mindfulness and meditation. So to practice meditation, and there are so many resources you can find online and in books, but here's a super simple explanation to get you started. First, find somewhere you won't be distracted and set expectations with others around you if you need to. Our house is typically bonkers on weekends, but I'll occasionally ask Scott to take over so I can slip away and have some uninterrupted quiet time for a few minutes. Second, once you've found your spot, sit upright in a chair, on the floor, in your closet, wherever. You should feel relaxed, but alert. Sit up straight, but don't be overly rigid or stiff. Third, close your eyes or don't. Whatever helps you feel more alert or focused, there are no rules. Step four, set a timer or use a meditation app like Headspace or Calm. Start with five minutes and see how it feels. Again, anytime a timer is involved, I try to stay away from using my iPhone because there are so many distractions ready to pounce every time I pick up my phone. And step five, once you start your timer, focus on your breath. Don't try to control it or analyze it. Just notice it. And finally, here's the most important part. Whenever your mind begins to wander, and it most definitely will, bring your attention back to your breath and repeat. Whenever your mind wanders, don't judge yourself or be hard on yourself. Just acknowledge it and go back to your breath. And that's it. That's meditation in a nutshell. The third exercise in your personal training plan for strengthening your attention muscle. And don't think for one second that I am claiming to be an expert on meditation or that it's something that I myself do daily. I've cultivated a meditation practice at different times in my life and actually had a pretty good morning meditation habit in place before Millie was born, which was in January of 2019. I've meditated here and there since, but nothing long-term or continuous. But maybe this episode is just the boost I need to restart the habit in order to reap the benefits of continuing to strengthen my focus muscle. So there you have it. To recap, Most of us are only bringing about half of our focus to any given thing in front of us. Fortunately, it's possible to strengthen your attention muscle and train your brain, but it's a long game. Three exercises to strengthen your attention muscle include monotasking or single tasking while you work, having a mindful meal or mindful laundry folding or whatever you decide to try, and meditation. Over time, regular attention workouts with monotasking, mindfulness, and meditation will have you bringing more focus than ever to your work. And when you bring your best focus to your most important work that you're doing at the best time, well, that's a recipe for true productivity and the ability to create more space 
for spending time on what matters most. Before we go, I want to challenge you to take one of these three workouts, monotasking, mindfulness, or meditation, and test drive it in the next week. Strengthening your attention muscle takes time, but you've got to start somewhere. Today can be your day one. I'd love to know which of these three exercises you try and how it went for you. So head over to the It's About Time podcast community on Facebook and let us know. You can find it in the show notes or by going straight to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash community. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 84. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.